Hey, everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Kirby Lupel. Kirby, it's been a little bit of a of a lull here for us. We're still in that kind of, uh, are the Panthers turning the corner? Are they still kind of where they are? Are they kind of going into that tank mode now? But at 24, 22, and 6, going into the All-Star break, Kirby, I, I don't think you're really too optimistic about the playoffs yet, I would say, from our last episode, right? Yeah, David, with um, kind of our last podcast episode and then obviously doing the spaces post-game, I said this team needed to be three points out of the playoff spots, which I believe is what they sit at right now. So I'm kind of optimistic on that number alone. I said they would probably go one, two, and one in their last four games, which they did. I thought they would win the LA game and lose the Boston game. They kind of flipped the script there. So it's nice that they're going into the break with that big, comeback victory over Boston, you know, late in the third there with Barkoff mm-hmm. and then the overtime winner with Reinhardt. So it's nice they're able to get that win, you know, one of few teams or only teams that have beat Boston twice this year. But again, yeah, it's going to be interesting with these home stand coming up after the All-Star break. Um, there's been some activity around the league, namely the Islanders making a big splash, bringing Bo Horvat in. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting with these bunch teams, I would say about five fighting for those two wild card spots, Panthers are right in there. Um, you and I have talked about all year, David. It, we're really curious what team we'll see on certain nights, but uh, I think we're seeing a little bit better of a team, um, albeit all the injuries that we're having to deal with. But yeah, I, I don't know what to expect in the second half of the season, but at least the Cats have a shot. And I, if you asked me that three weeks ago, a month ago, I'm not sure I would have told you that they would have a shot at this point. Well, like we said at last recording of when we last recorded here, they had come off a nice win in Montreal. We're getting ready to face Minnesota at home, which they got a nice win. And then they had that two game quick right off the bat Monday, Tuesday showdown in New York and in Pittsburgh. Um, Lion had good stretches, I would say, in those, especially in those Montreal, Minnesota games, looked really solid. But then we know we know the House of Horrors that is the Madison Square Garden for us. Uh, it seems like every time we go to New York, it's always a struggle. Or it seems like it's always off of a back-to-back or something like that. Just the way the schedule is against the Rangers is always tough. So They gave us a back-to-back, David, against Pittsburgh. It wasn't even against the Islanders or Devils. So, yeah, we always seem to get a back-to-back at MSG. Yeah, it looked really bad 6-2 in New York, but we figured, okay, that game isn't as meaningful as the next one was, which was going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins. We knew that game was going to be, uh, it could have been a four point swing and, and what a wild game that was for the Panthers to take a lead and then to, to lose that lead. And then Pittsburgh take the lead and the Panthers to get back in the game. I think for Hagee had one of his best games of the year. Ultimately uh, he had a beautiful goal to tie it six, 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 uh, like crazy game. And ultimately, Pittsburgh got the 7-6 overtime win. I know there was a little bit of a scrutiny towards Brandon Montour. I believe that was the game he had that penalty in overtime. Do you remember that, Kirby? Yeah, the high-sticking call. And people, I think in the fan base, I saw anyways on Twitter, David, they were complaining about it. But I always say you have to be, and we'll talk probably about a lot of penalties here or or over the course of this podcast and future podcasts with how the game's been officiated lately in Panther games. But I think you really have to be responsible for your stick. So uh, I'll give the refs a nod to that one there. And then, you know, Pittsburgh capitalizing overtime on that on that penalty to Monter. Right, right. Yeah, and it was, like I said, a crazy game. 7-6, Panthers fell short. A lot of bummed 
uh, fans. I think Lyon had a mixed emotional game. He had a really solid first period. Then later in the first period gave up some goals and it just kept on piling and piling where it was going to be who, if any goalie could make a save. And ultimately the Panthers, like we said, fell seven, six in overtime. Then a big, again, back-to-back home, quick home, I guess, stand that we could say prior to the all-star break. Uh, we knew LA was tough. They had a, I believe they were in the middle and still in a stretch of a, of a road trip. Uh, Panthers tried to battle back in that one as well, fell four, three, but then the Boston game was one for the ages folks. I mean, that Saturday night, a battle against the best team in the NHL. No one, no team in the NHL has, uh, beaten them twice. The Panthers, of course, beat them early in the season at home. I believe that game was like five, two or four, you know, something like that. We beat them by like two or something. Um, and again, it looked like a back and forth 50, 50 chance. Who was going to get the last goal in? 2-2 with under a minute left. And Pasternak sneaks in uh, from the blue line right between the dots and snipes one right past Lyon, who was fantastic that game. Not going to put any any doubt in my mind that Lyon was – he was a number one star. I think he made like 42 saves or something like that. 37 was, saves. 37 saves on like 40 shots, something like that. So he was great uh, from start to finish. And you, we saw the heroics from – a lot, a guy that's been getting a lot of heat uh, in Barkov, and yeah, I got a great. And I, I even tweeted to you, Kurt, to to the fans that 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 play, Brandon Montour has such a resilient, no quit, not going to give up until this the whistle blows type of mentality that sprung that puck loose, got to the blue line, and he shoved. I believe it was Lindholm right behind, right back, which caused that bounce to fall right to Barkov. So it was really nice for the Panthers. I mean, we needed that 110%. Uh, and then for Reinhardt to score in overtime was great for him, uh, a guy that's been snake bit a little bit. But, yeah, fantastic way, like you said, to uh, to to wrap up the the season before the you know all-star break. Um, so, yeah, Panthers are now currently on their break. A lot of players are in the Bahamas. Uh, some are in – Lomberg is in Vermont, I believe. So a lot of them getting that r and I think they were celebrating Colin White's birthday uh, in the Bahamas. Montour's there, Ekblad, Bennett, Kachuk, uh, Colin White, and I think Reinhardt were the ones that made that trip through that trip with their significant others. So real nice to see that team bonding kind of thing that they're going to be able to do for the next few days here. Before the All-Star break, which we're all very excited uh, for, I know South Florida is going to be hosting. I'll be at around a lot of the events. I know on Wednesday they have that alumni game at the Ice End, which is going to be really fun. I'm sure a lot of fans are going to be at that. Then it starts getting really fun on Thursday with a lot of the players finally being here and stuff like that. So if you guys aren't planning to do anything this weekend, I would definitely recommend heading out to Fort Lauderdale Beach if you're in the area and checking out some of those events because it looks like a lot of fun, a lot of stuff for not just the kids but adults as well. Uh, Kirby, I know if you could, you would you would be there. I, I'm sure, my friend, right? Yeah, just at the start of this recording here tonight, David, I saw a lot of the um, media members like George Richards, Andrew Imbert getting pictures with the Stanley Cup. So mm-hmm. a lot of events going on. I think Spitting Chicklets are going to be by yep. on Saturday in Los Olas. And then I've heard Lundell's doing an autograph signing. So I'm assuming Lundell, that's his territory. I'm assuming he might be there with <laughs> the spinning chicklets guys. I'm not so sure there, but yeah, I guess they're going to be taking over Los Olas on Saturday. So we're trying to let fans know as much as we can, David. I know there's a, 
uh, Matthew Kachuk autograph sign. Yep. We'll get into that a little bit more later with our special guest coming up. But yeah, a lot of events going on. People trying to coordinate their work schedules, their family oh, schedules, yeah. at least so they can catch some of these events. Yeah, I'm for sure trying to make it out to that Friday red carpet event before the actual skills competition game. I'll be trying to head out to Fort Lauderdale Beach Park to hopefully see a lot of all-stars and superstars there that uh, you know only happens a few times every decade it seems like so really excited for that hope you guys are going to get involved in some way if you guys are in the area if not i'm sure you guys will be staying you know stick tuned to all the coverage they have which is really fun and like you said kirby we're excited today to have a special guest with us uh we have david dewark who covers the panthers exclusively for um wg wplg local 10 news uh he's been covering the panthers for a long time a long time of you know, South Florida resident lives in uh, South Florida as well. He's a season ticket holder with his family. I have some fans that follow me on spaces that sit next to him yeah, uh, during a, the games. He's a member of the professional hockey writers association. So really excited to have him on here. Uh, awesome guy. If you guys don't follow him on Twitter, it's at David Dwork D W O R K. I'm sure as we bring him in, he'll be able to mention that as well. So really excited to bring in him. And I'm I'm really excited for you guys to listen to what he has to say and some questions that we have for him. So stay tuned after this short break. We'll uh, bring David in and I hope you guys enjoy. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. And see show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. I've actually found that the smallest changes to our routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change, if it's something you use every single day. Like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at a perfect price point, so you, don't, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair, and a spare, and still pay less than what you would with some of the other guys. Even if even we know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. My favorite things about my Raycons are that they have earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, uh, wet water and sweat resistant, and crystal clear call quality. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? 
Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's again, buy, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 15% off your purchase. So like we said, we're very excited to have David to work with us today. Thank you, David, for taking some time from your busy schedule to talk a little bit of Florida Panthers hockey here during the All-Star break. So, David, like we mentioned before, you're a proud member of the Pro Hockey Writers Association. I'm sure very, very proud to be a member and get votes for very uh, exclusive type of things. So, yeah, you do a fantastic job also covering the Florida Panthers for Local 10 News. So, David, thank you for being with us here tonight. No, I, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Always, uh, always a good time talking Panthers hockey, and uh, always nice to hear nice things about me. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I followed you for a very long time, and I know a lot of our listeners do as well. We have a very active Discord community that's always in tune to the pregame skates and always uh, sub, you know, sending your tweets in the Discord saying, "Oh, look, David said that uh, Lions starting or Bobrovsky's still not here." So we're always following your your coverage for sure in the Discord, which is. Awesome. And I know we have a lot of listeners in there that love to follow you and stuff like that. So, yeah, obviously, we've talked a lot on this podcast just about the not not just the the lovely season we had last year, but this season has been a bit of an up and down, more kind of down based on how it was last year. So at 24, 22 and six, David, did you really see a record like this coming at all this year? No, I that I didn't see them struggling this much. I expected this year was certainly not going to go like last year. We knew that going in just based off of, I mean, whether it's from a personnel standpoint where you lose, you know, Drew, you lose Marchment, uh, or from a coaching standpoint where you have a brand new head coach, coaching staff, new systems, you know, they came out and said, we're going to muck it up a bit. Um, the struggles, what's, t- what's caught me off guard is the different areas that they've struggled, right? Because it, it hasn't been like one thing. Right. It's been all these different little things that have popped up here and there, whether it was special teams early in the season or right. whether it was a lack of effort that Matthew Kachuk had to go out and call out, uh, you know, not so uh, subtly, you know, call out his teammates a little bit early on in the year um, or, you know, I, injuries are expected, right. That's going to happen. Sure. It's just, uh, there's been so many things like what can go wrong has gone wrong with this team. It almost feels like. And then when you compound that with the fact that, analytically they've been called one of the most unlucky teams in recent year with uh when they have played well bounces have not gone their way um so it's just been it's like all the good luck and good fortune that panthers fans felt last year and deservedly so after you know decades of struggling and and icky hockey uh (laughs) it felt like last year justice was finally starting to prevail on the side of the panther fan i feel like this year it's almost like a slap in the face it's like no we gave you this last year but i gotta give it right back a little bit um the good, the good thing is this team is loaded up for a long time, and after this year, they're going to have some money to spend, so they're going to be able to to add to the core that they have, which is a really solid core. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also, you know, I, I just as, as I continue to rain down in the season, like it wouldn't blow anybody's mind to see them turn it around in the second half. You know, throw a bunch of wins together and sweep into the playoffs either, just based off of the talent that they have. But to this point, uh, fellas, it has been surprising that they struggled to this much you thought they'd be like a friend you know playoff team maybe in the division a fringe no. divisional three maybe mm-hmm. but yeah. to, to the point that they've struggled to now it's uh you know it's yeah surprising absolutely and you mentioned a lot of 
attributed to last year's success and just how good we were in the extra time and overtime and in the third period, having to come back so many times that you didn't expect it to be. I think we were prior to the Boston comeback. That was as dramatic as it could ever be was I think, Oh, 17 and one when we were trailing after the third period uh, to not get any points, especially at home and on the road in these overtimes where last year we seemed like we had a record setting overtime comeback victories. It just now is kind of just done a 180. And I think that, like you touched on, has just been that analytically we just look so good. And, and that's why I don't think Zito has panicked too much personally as far as having press conferences about players or anything like that. I think he's been relatively calm saying that, listen, the analytics look good. You know, we're bound to get on a, on a bit of a, you know, hot streak here. And it just hasn't happened. And we've been saying that since about game 20, especially on this podcast, that we thought that by game 20, okay, the Panthers will get on a bit of a run here. But it just seems like, okay, they win one and then, you know, you lose one and then you kind of lose two and three and then it's kind of catching up, catching up, catching up. So, Kirby, I, I know you felt that the same way as well, right? Yeah, we kind of had our um, podcast preview show in the summer and I kind of saw what David Dwork was mentioning there about having like the Panthers around that third place line, you know, being a bit of a gap year. And I felt like it was going to be like Tampa Bay first and then us battling with Toronto. I don't know if anyone that we spoke to, David, on our podcast or Spaces community saw the Boston Bruins going to do what they did this season. So that kind of added a little kind of um, curveball into the equation there. But yeah, it's been it's just like um, David was mentioning, it's hard to pinpoint what it has been. But it's something that um, David's talked about when he's visited us on the Spaces and in the offseason about the goalie position, because I know you're part of the goalie union. You love the goalies. I do, too, as well. Um, something we've talked about, you know, past last season. And I'm kind of curious what your take is on Bobrovsky this year being in net for 30 games. Spencer Knight, 19 games. We've seen Lyon for six games now. We've seen Matt Guzda called up. It's kind of been a goalie carousel with injuries, illness, I would even say the goaltenders have a little bit of blame to put on them as well this part of the season. So I'm just kind of curious what your take is there on um, the goaltending position in particular. Yeah, I mean, you you really kind of touched on touched on a lot of it right there, Kirby. Um, where, well, you know, we can start with Sergei Bobrovsky, where in my opinion, um, he's been exactly as what I would have expected to this point in terms of, you know, production, in terms of his level of play. Uh, I, you know, Great guy, works his ass off. His play just, you know, it hasn't been there since he's, you know, in the four years he's been with the Panthers. And yeah, he last year was his best year. Yep. I, I, you know, I've said before that I think he's probably was the most consistent Panther in the playoffs other than Carter Verhage, um, yep. you know, despite the results. Um, but, you know, look, he's just not an elite goaltender anymore. He's he's a solid goalie. He, you know, we've seen where he can take over a game. And even in the games where he's played his best, he's still probably given up a, you know, a head scratcher here yeah. or there because that's just the way he plays nowadays. Uh, the rebound control has been, it's always been an issue with Bob. The better the team plays in front of him, the better, you know, he's going to be, he's not going to be the steal you a win guy anymore. And, you know, it is what it is uh, with Spencer Knight was kind of like the, the, maybe he's going to take a step forward this year. You would think that, you know, just based on his age and the, you know, ascension of a young player that he would. Um, but between the injuries being out of the lineup and just, you know, he had that brief stretch um, when they were on that that West Coast Canadian trip where he started to look like he was really turning a corner. Uh, mm. And then whatever happened in that Winnipeg game, I feel like that, there has not been a clear, complete recovery since because even when he's come back for a game or two, he goes right back out of the lineup. 
Um, yeah. So whatever has been going on with Spencer Knight, and there is a bit of mystery around this upper body injury. Um, you know, he's figuring it out, both he and Bob, who, you know, they've both been out. Uh, Bob with a lower body injury. Hopefully this long stretch between the time they have off and the schedule and then the all-star break itself, uh, everybody's going to have a chance to get right uh, when they come back. And, you know, we'll see where the goaltending situation can take it from there. I like, you know, I, I, I think Sergey Bobrovsky absolutely has the ability to be, you know, to carry the team. He just, the consistency is never there. He can absolutely turn it around and show that he just hasn't yet. I wouldn't expect it uh, with Spencer Knight. Again, he's, he hasn't, his season hasn't really completely started for him yet. Right. Cause he's what played like 15, 20 games. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, he hasn't had any kind of real consistent stretch run other than the one right before he got hurt in Winnipeg. Um, so maybe giving him another opportunity to spread his wings a little bit. will will get him his game going because we know he's got the skill. Um, but still just, you know, what is he 20, he, has he turned 22 yet? I'm not sure if uh, his birthday no. passed yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like, I guess overall, you know, you mentioned the young guys like Alex Lyon. I, I grown to really become a fan of his, uh, you know, I sat down, I talked to him a little bit about just kind of like who he was. I, I wrote a whole story about him. Yeah, um, he's, he's a good kid. Um, and everybody I've talked to, we haven't seen Matt Guzda yet, but I have spoken to uh, a few guys on, you know, on the inside from the Panthers and rave about this guy. He's, you know, an amazing worker. Hey. He's, David and yeah. I are a big fan of his yeah, watching him big. in Prospect we Camp. We were watching the games really We call close. him Big Mac in the in our community. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, yeah, and I mean, his coaches love him. Uh, he's, you know, he, he wants to put in the work. He practices really hard. Um, so the sky seems to be the limit for Matt Gusta. So just, just want to, you mentioned the under guys, so definitely wanted to give them their due. Um, sure. But just big picture on the NHL guys, you know, assuming hopefully that when, the Panthers resume play next week, that they're both healthy and good to go. Um, unfortunately, I'm not as uh, high on the prospect for this season. I think the ceiling is high, uh, mm-hmm. but my bar isn't. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I think I'm in the same way. Like I, I try to be as optimistic as I can, especially yeah. with our community of, of, of that a bit younger that has been – uh, more accustomed to the last three, four seasons of just uh, success between uh, behind the uh, the COVID season, and then the pre-COVID was kind of with Q was a bit better than you know the last ten years before that. So uh, a season like this has been a bit of a shock for a lot of the new fans that have kind of said, you know, I'm not renewing tickets anymore. I don't want to go to the games anymore. Like Maurice behind the bench is a complete joke. He's a toxic. Uh, to the community, to the to the franchise, just a, a very extreme points of views that we've been getting uh, on a day to day basis. So, I try to be as optimistic as I can, David. But like you said, it's it's really tough just based on the trajectory and just if unless things go like a complete one eighty for us as far as bounces and getting stuff like that. Like we've said, we have a very tough schedule, even after the All Star break, uh, going on the road for tough games and stuff like that. So. Yeah, very tough. And and one last and David, thing. that first round pick is another thing that comes into play that we have to answer quite a bit on. Not only does the franchise have to answer on that, a lot of content creators we have to always answer on that. You know, well, which first round pick? Because there's not one, not two, but <laughs> well, three. Well, the the Connor uh, Bedard one. Tomorrow night, I'm going to watch Connor Bedard play live in Calgary, and there's going to be about sixteen, seventeen thousand people in attendance. Yeah. So I'll say it's that pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, and look, look, I. Actually, you know, I've defended Bill Zito's decision. Like, it, it obviously it Same. turned out to not work out, but 
But I think anytime you're in a position like that, where you potentially have a team that could contend for a Stanley Cup, you yeah. take every swing you yep. can. Absolutely. Uh, and Panther fans should really appreciate that because how many times have you been able to take a swing like that? Never. One. Yeah. Right. Last year. That's it. Yeah. So you had a GM that had the balls to go out there and really try to put his team over the top. It didn't work out. But you I mean, look at Bill Zito's full track record. Like you've got to be happy sure. with what the guy has done. And the fact that he was willing to go out and do that last year. Yeah, you're taking it in the teeth now. But, you know, it's that's just the way it goes sometimes. And I'm just you know, I hear a lot of fans are upset about it and you see a lot of tweets and a lot, you know, Montreal fans are doing what they do or whatever. Yeah, the comments faces the other night, David. There was about five or six of them that came by. They yeah. actually behaved, but I thought, do we give them a mic or not here? But they behaved. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, that's fine. That's what's the fun part of being a fan. Like as long as you exactly. can, you know, not be a douchebag, then it's it's you know, we're all here to have a good time, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, just overall, like God willing, the Panthers will be in that situation again in the not too distant future. And they'll have some more picks that they can throw away and hopefully, you know, actually pick up the Stanley Cup, uh, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And one last thing I wanted to ask about the goaltending, specifically on Bobrovsky. Uh, you know, you had mentioned that he's not the goalie that he was in Columbus. Do you think that just has to do more with just his, him being older? Or do you think, I know Rob Tallis has been in the organization for as long as I can remember. Is it, you know, just a matter of, the coaching not getting to his head or it's just that's the Bob that is going to be and nothing is really going to change that. I don't know if you have any sort of take as far as, you know, why we haven't been able to see any sort of resemblance of a Vesna type of Bobrovsky besides maybe last year in the playoffs, like a little too, a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, well, we'll go back to the beginning, right? When Florida signed Bob, I think he was 29. Right. He was just coming off like, I think, three out of four big seasons with uh, with Columbus. Columbus was kind of a team on the rise. They had that big, well, you know, on the rise, you know, they, they went all in for that playoff run, but they had that big sweep against Tampa. Yeah. Um, and they were, you know, Torts was their coach, defensive hockey. You know, they right. kept everything between the circles down low, cleaned up. They really took care of Bob. So he right. was in a situation where they were taking care of him and the team was good around him. And he was at the right age. Right. And he signs the big deal with Florida. He comes down here, the defense defensive situation was a lot different. It was a lot more loosey goosey. Uh, you combine that with change, you know, changing his whole life. Bob is a very in his head guy. So maybe that was part of it. I, I not, that's my opinion. I'm not saying that. Sure, sure. sure. But you know, you, you factor all that in and then you add to the fact that yes, every year he's been here. Now this is what his fourth year he's gotten four years older and he's already been in his thirties when he got here. Right. So I think it's kind of a combination of things in my opinion uh, when it comes to Bob. And I mean, to his credit, He's been the same guy since he got here, just in terms of always showing up, always, you know, has a smile on his face, putting in as much work as he possibly can. Like you can't take anything away from what he's done. I think it's just a matter of, you know, between father time and, excuse me, and and a different situation down here in Florida where I don't think in the four years he's been here, they've ever had a team as sharp uh, defensively as uh, the last couple of years when he was in Columbus under torts. So it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, but the good thing is it's, it's still a guy who's got like a ton of talent. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, he can figure it out the way he did between like March and May of last year, you know, that would be a big help in getting the Panthers back into the playoffs this year. Right. Right. Absolutely. I agree. 110% on that for sure. Kirby, anything else for you, Kirby with the next question here? No, I kind of know we have a couple topics to transition to. I don't know if you want to go into All-Star Weekend here. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'll be at a lot of the events. David, I don't know if you're, you're going to be anywhere at the events. I know the, today they had the, uh, at, I think it was at Flamingo Park. Bradko Gudis was there. Bill Lindsay was there. Um, and they have a lot of stuff at the beach. Not sure if you're going to be a part of the head TV at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just thinking about it, I'm getting tired, actually. This, this gonna, this <laughs> That's why we have to get them on now, David. <laughs> no, that, for <laughs> sure. When you when you were asking me which day this week, I was like, no, Tuesday, <laughs> definitely. Um, but no, there, like just so much fun coming up. Um, tomorrow, uh, I've got the alumni game up at the Ice Den, which is going, I think is going to be great. There are a bunch of NHL alumni against a bunch of uh, former Panthers. Like David Booth's going to be on the, on the ice. Roberto Luongo is going to be out there. Uh, so that's going to be cool. On Thursday, I'll be at, at the, the beach festival during the day. Uh, the media day thing's happening out there in the afternoon. So I figure I'd go out there early and uh, nice. check out everything that was going on. Uh, you know, I mean, how often is this going to happen down exactly. here, right? It's yeah. happened once every 20 years. So yeah. I want to check out as much as I can. Um, what else? Uh, I know there's going to be like a few little evening soirees happening around town. So I may uh, pop pop around here or there um down in fort lauderdale i know uh downtown fort lauderdale is gonna be fun mm -hmm. uh a couple of the nights and uh no nah, i mean i'm i'm you know i'll be at the skills competition i'll be at the all-star all-star game uh just god there's so much going on down here <laughs> there's there's yeah. probably just as many things that i'm not going to be able to go to exactly that's um, the way i feel like I, i'm at work that's what's great about it yeah exactly there's so many things that doesn't matter what time of the day you want to head out down there. I'm sure it's going to be a great time no matter what. But I have there have been fans that have been saying if you go do visit the Stanley Cup, not to touch it. Are you a believer in that, or you're sure going to touch it anyway? That's the one chance you really got. I've already touched it. I, I'm, I'm not winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, exactly. I, I, right? You know, I mean, I don't think I touched it before. Like the I think the the first time I touched it was last year in in Toronto, uh -huh. but. I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not winning the Stanley Cup. My name was, was never, there's never, the first dwork, maybe my son will end, one of my sons will end up on the cup and we'll get a dwork on there. But uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, probably not me. Yeah, I'm for sure excited like yourself, David. I wish Kirby, you could be down here, but you're in frigid Calgary. So yeah. no I went to the that. Hockey Hall of Fame pre-COVID in 2019 and that was a great experience seeing all the trophies there. Got pictures of like Barkoff on the Selkie and Huberto, like Calder and Ekblad. So it's cool yeah. to see all the trophies there. And it's a neat nice. experience, especially for you guys that have young sons. It's going to be a really cool experience yeah. to maybe like, you know, one day take them there and enjoy that kind of experience. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm um, very excited for that. Yeah. Anything else, David, on the All-Star Weekend, kind of before we... No, I mean, like we said before, you know, make sure to follow David, as, and I'm sure he'll have a lot of coverage on that, and I'll try to be as... as uh, cohesive as i can with whatever i see and try to take some pictures and stuff like that for you guys sounds good i just kind of wanted to wrap with um david because he only has limited time with us here tonight um kind of on the luongo hall of fame induction a fun story or two that you have to share i know you were in attendance this past november when luongo was inducted into the hall of fame in toronto uh fun stories um well um i mean Roy Bell, I was there with Roy Bellamy and Chris Cody from the Dan Levitard show. Uh, we did, we were collaborating up there and we, at one point we're on the red carpet uh, on the night of the induction. And uh, it's, it gradually got colder as we were there. <laughs> I, I think I got there. The induction was like on a Monday night. I think I got there the Thursday before, cause I wanted to go to kind of all the, the pre-day festivities and yep. you know, everything. I just wanted to be experienced as much as I was able to. Um, and when I got there, it was like in the sixties and this is, you know, oh mid November in Toronto. 
So I'm thinking this is great. I'm walking around with like my hoodie unzipped and it's all good. And by the time we get to <laughs> Monday night uh, for the red carpet, it had dropped into like the twenties. Oh my so, God. So, and yeah, I'm like shivering sitting here thinking about it actually. So we're all standing outside and we got there and we had our hot chocolate. We were fine. You know, about an hour goes by. Okay. We're, you know, people are starting to show up. We're starting to, you know, fidget, move around in our in place a little bit, trying to keep ourselves warm. And by like the second hour, uh, Roy, if you guys know Roy Bellamy from the Dan Levitard show, yeah. he, he had just about frozen. And the moment he froze um, happened as we were in the middle of interviewing um, Brian McCabe, uh, Panthers. Uh, He's used to that because he played in Toronto. <laughs> no, he was fine. Yeah, yeah. He was um, but we were, we were standing there interviewing him on the red carpet. I asked him a question. He answered it. I threw it to Roy for the next question. Roy said like three words and then like <laughs> literally. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian. That I, would be El Capitano over here, too. Yeah, he I, I can't stand the cold. I'm a Florida <laughs> raised from birth. So. <laughs> I'm with you. Like I went from never seeing snow to getting shipped up to Michigan to live on a farm for, for a month. That was my uh, my into the winter so yeah it's it's still shell shock well the um, goes on my mount rushmore of all-time panthers i've been following the team since day one since year one it's van beesbrook it's luongo it's bury it's probably barkoff at this point that's my mount rushmore period end of story so it's awesome that luongo's still involved with the organization seeing him get honored there that's something i really look forward to seeing his speech there and i'll, I'll go back to it every year every couple years and listen to it again uh, his speech was so good yeah. and just you know listening to him kind of go down the list and, and when he started talking to his brothers mm. his wife oh my god it, it was really cool and i mean luongo's uh they roll deep um it's a it's a huge family uh I, it was funny like actually when i went up there uh we were on the same flight and like i i get to the airport usually early i find a bar i hang out for a little while before i get on my flight and so i'm kind of making my way from from the bar to the gate and all of a sudden i'm like standing in the middle of the luongo clan um <laughs> And so, but it, it's just, you know, he's a, as good of a hockey player as he's greater guy, greater family. And, uh, and, you know, as you said, the Panthers are lucky to have him. And, you know, for his, yeah. his credit, this is a guy who's working up the front office. Uh, he, he's probably going to be an NHL GM someday. If that's what he wants, uh, yeah. would not surprise me. He's already got gold medals for Team Canada in management roles like he did as a player. So sky yeah. is the limit. Last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. I have all the time in the world to hear Luongo stories and love sharing some of my personal ones that just through second and third hand experiences. So it's cool that you were there, David, to be able to see that firsthand and um, see that special night for him and his family. Yeah, I grew up, you know, like I grew up a Panther fan before I became an adult and became a professional. So like, you know, I had I had my one of my first jerseys was a Van Beesburg jersey, then it was a Luongo jersey. I chased right. autographs. I mean, you know, being a fan <laughs> is what what makes this great, right? So, um, you know, getting a chance to enjoy it, you know, from an inside perspective, yeah. I can promise you guys there's always a fan inside me and I'm beating him back with a baseball bat because I have to be a professional, but I there's always <laughs> he's always in there just dying to get out and it's you know, it is a blessing. So, um, and you know, anybody who like looked at me in here and just like I promise you it is appreciated. I am I'm a lucky SOB. <laughs> Yeah, David, I appreciate you so much for all the coverage you do and joining us today. It was fantastic to hear your perspective and your takes on just how the season has gone. And Kirby, thank you for reaching out to David uh, to join us. So if you don't have any more questions, Kirby, I think uh, I'm good here with David. Yeah, I just look forward to having, I appreciate having George Richards by, David Dwork by, 
Colby Guy was by just last week in our spaces. So it's always awesome to kind of interact with that community, continue to grow our brand, David. And um, yeah, we're going to probably have stuff going on. Like, you know, during the all-star weekend, we might have a spaces. We might have one during the trade deadline. If something big breaks now, we might not get nothing like last year with Kachuk and Huberto, David, but uh, that was awesome to have the media buy and like huge outpouring of fan support and fan interaction. So we're just looking forward to kind of what's ahead here, David, and hopefully the Panthers have a good break here and get off on the right foot in the second half of the season. Yeah, let's let's reconvene in a few months when we discuss the prospects for whoever the Panthers are going to play in the first round, right? <laughs> exactly, right. right. Exactly. Maybe a Boston or a Carolina uh, matchup would be in the cards if if the cards go in our favor, you know. So. Well, if they play Boston, they better wear those those blue reverse retros. <laughs> Bring them back. That's like for their that. good luck charm. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like yeah, at least for Barkov in the last second there. So, yeah, but I think they were pretty stinky in before the, that game and the, when they Only were wearing a point their Calgary. I think you said no, no. The, the only two wins in the reverse retros were against Boston. Yeah, wow. exactly. Besides that, they were pretty stupid. Besides that, they were like, oh, oh, three and two, I think. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, David, before you go, any any plugins for your, your ads or Instagrams or Twitters or anything like that before you go, my friend? Uh, yeah, just at, at David's work on Twitter. I, I mean, I'm on Instagram. I don't, it's more baby pictures than anything else. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I put up a, a really good story on Alex Lyon if you're interested in him yeah. uh just a really great guy I called him a kid and I got roasted for it because he's 30 <laughs> um, that. but that's on local10.com and yeah I'll just be churning stuff out throughout all-star weekend lots of social media so you know give me a follow I, I try to interact as much as I can unless you're a tool and then you get you know ghosted or whatever the <laughs> twitter twitter yeah, setting we, we is. hear you there we hear you there <laughs> yeah blocked yeah. blocked and muted as, as i like yeah the mute that's it that thing is a blessing <laughs> so yeah so i'll make sure to tag all your ads and and that article that you have for lion i'll make sure to tag in the notes below so uh make sure to click on that and follow david on twitter uh like we said we we are very appreciative of you being in here we always uh take your tweets from your whatever you tweet and put it in our discord and make sure that uh, all of our followers are following you as well, David. So thank you for spending tonight with us. And we appreciate all the time you did, uh, you know, you do for the Panthers and you just do a fantastic job. And Kirby, again, thank you for reaching out to David. For sure. Yeah, fellas. Thank you for having me. And, you know, you threw out a bunch of great names like between George Colby, you know, David yep. and Jordan at the Herald, Jameson with the team, you know, we're, we're blessed. We got a lot of really great people down here covering the team. Yeah, and Jessica Blaylock will be the coach, I think, of the Panthers team yes, yes, at the tomorrow. alumni game. So that'll be nice to see her, uh, how she does against. Uh, yeah, she's so pumped! I can't wait to see her by the bench. Speaking <laughs> of Jessica, she doesn't like the cold up here. I remember a pitcher at the Edmonton, Florida game when I was at, and she was freezing her butt off. <laughs> so <laughs> she'll stay nice and warm down there, coach. She's, so a, she's a Florida girl. She's a North Florida oh, yeah. girl, but she's a Florida oh, girl. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So again, thank you, David, for joining us, and we hope to have you back on the episode maybe in the summer or something like that, or like you said maybe in the playoff push or something like that. So again, thank you so much, David. Yeah, absolutely, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. No problem. A lot of good points from David. I hope you guys that were listening really enjoyed that. David is a fantastic, fantastic, as we've mentioned before, just a great guy. Uh, loves the Florida Panthers, like he said. He touched a lot about Roberto Luanga, who we absolutely love. Just a, a face of the franchise. Kirby, you said he's he's a part of your Mount Rushmore. He's on my route, Mount Rushmore as well. So yeah, like like I said, just not enough superlatives to say about David. An awesome, awesome member of the Florida Panthers uh, content creators and, like we said, of the Writers Association. So, Kirby, thank you for inviting him 
uh, kind of as our first official guest as far as the Florida Panthers media. No. So we couldn't have thought of anyone better to really bring on our show. We've kind of had people from our network, David, that's been involved with like, you know, the Marchment signing in Dallas and then the Maurice hire um, having some Winnipeg content there and then Calgary content earlier in the season when Huberto returned home to South Florida. So we thought that kind of kind of tied in at the time and we've been working on getting you know panthers guests that we've had on our spaces and mm-hmm. we've got another one in the hopper that i'm working on maybe over the next month and then maybe even a former florida panther player maybe in the off season and we're trying our best to get you know it's really hard to get current panther players or current people with the organization but you know we'll try our best and we have we're starting to reach a lot more fans and getting a lot more contacts within mm-hmm. the organization so we're trying to bring guests onto podcast episode that um, our fan base wants to hear and different things like that. Sorry that we didn't get to any like questions and polls. We'll get to that for sure next time. And those are questions that people can ask when they come by our spaces. And if David Dwork's by there, Colby's by there, I really invite a lot of you to come by post game um, on Twitter. If you don't have an account there, you don't pop by after post games, you never know who's going to pop by. Right. So we talked about the Montreal Canadian fans, but you know, we had Colby guy come by for one the other day and we've had David and, George popped by before. We've even had a little peek in from Goldstein. He's come by once or twice. I've seen him in the chat. So you never know. Um, We've got Miami Heat and Marlins people coming by and listening to us. They're probably trying to get their Panthers news. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you never know who you're going to see in the spaces. And um, we're going to continue to work on guests for the fan base. And you guys can give us great feedback on Discord. I know we're going to be adding different things to Discord where there will be a little bit maybe more fan interaction there moving forward within the podcast. So, yeah, we just appreciate that. We also pin a lot of David Dork stuff um, on top of the Spaces chat as well, David. So when we go live, we'll make sure to get David's um, uh, tweets in there and then any articles maybe too that he's been retweeting out. We can definitely throw them in there because people can access those the morning after mm-hmm. when they listen back to the Twitter Spaces replay. Right, like you said, and you know, just a, a season that's seen a lot of struggles from not just the team, but from the fan base that's kind of new to maybe the recent uh, lack of success, I could say, compared to the last few seasons where uh, by January or at least, you know, 75% way of the season, you're kind of penciling in, okay, who are we looking for as far as playoff matchups for a season like this that's been relatively rough since the, you know, opening puck drop in October, uh, just to see just so much of a growth in the community, not just on, Uh, like you said, Twitter and Twitter spaces and in the discord, which we started over the summer has grown into almost 450 members in a matter of, you know, five months, which has been fantastic. And it just continues to grow every day. And obviously on Instagram as well, just so many new followers and faces that we're, we're hoping that we can share as much information, uh, not just from ourselves, but like you said, from David, from Jameson, uh, from Colby, from George, all of these fantastic people that cover the Panthers uh, with you guys in kind of one kind of community setting that you can have access to all of that at one time uh, through us. So uh, credit to them for just being so optimistic and so great uh, covering the Panthers all season long, like we've said. A shout out to Panthers. Armando, too, who's a big part of our community. Armando, he's in the Discord and locked in Panthers. So, uh, you know, just so many, so many different members that are continuing to help grow the game in South Florida. And like we said, we hope that you can go to the All-Star, uh, you know, festivities this weekend just to get a little bit of a feel on how the NHL runs things and maybe see some players that we don't really get to see a lot 
especially from the West Coast, you know, just some cool things. I know they have a lot of hockey clinics, and like we said, the Stanley Cup will be there. Some uh, special appearances by former and current players, not just from the Panthers. So really excited for that, and I really hope you guys enjoy uh, all the festivities that have already kicked off. I know a lot of members from our Discord community were able to go to that Ratko Gudis signing. We saw a lot of nice pictures from uh, from with taking some selfies with Ratko and with Bill Lindsay. So if you guys are out there and you guys want to send us some pictures, make sure to join the Discord and tag us in your Twitter comments as well because those will be nice. We could share those across all of our social media platforms. So if you guys are at any of the festivities, at the skills competition, any like that, anything like that, feel free to tag us and we'll make sure to do our best to uh, to share them across our social media platforms. Because like like David said, it's something that maybe happens only 20 years in our local city. So if you get the chance, we really I, I highly recommend you go. I'll be there uh, starting on Friday and then into Saturday. I'm sure it'll be a fun time. That's just for me and my son. But Kirby, I mean, thank you again for joining me on, on an episode that kind of didn't really have too much to say specifically about the Panthers recent games now that we're in this break, but we felt like we needed to to plug in something for you guys to get yep. some of that taste of hockey that we're kind of missing now, but uh, we're, we'll soon be back into the flow of, of games in about a week or so. Yeah, for sure. And just because of the all-star event being here, being able to bring everyone a guest and hopefully hearing this over the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours. You know, my warm up tomorrow night is going to see, be seeing Connor Bedard play, and then I'm going to go right into the weekend and try to be on top of the All Star coverage for the, our fan base and our community and everything like that. It's going to be interesting, David, to see from you firsthand. That's going to oh, be yeah. down there getting a lot of photos and videos and things like oh, that. Yeah. So even though the Panthers aren't playing games right now, a lot of uh, things still to talk about within uh, the Panthers. Yeah, and my boy El Capitano, I said it. I said it. What three, four podcasts ago? I said if El Capitano gets on a little bit of a hot streak and somebody <laughs> goes down, pencil his name in. And what what happened? El Where's Capitano. Ryan? El Where's Ryan? Ryan, he's 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 too busy for us nowadays. He's out oh. there trying to get losers of the week. That's my loser of the week this week, Ryan. That's who I'm gonna put as the <laughs> loser of the week. I'm calling. I've been him DMing out. him. He's been around. He's been uh tweeting oh, yeah. out stuff around the All Star game. And oh yeah, yeah. He's always uh, Mr. Grumpy. Around. He's always Mr. Grumpy Gills on Twitter. He's, uh, you he, just he, see the DMs I get from people. Oh, Ryan's at it again. Here goes Ryan. <laughs> no, I told you El Capitano. Although he's not on pace for the fifty that I said he was going to have at the start of the season, he's still having a pretty good year in my opinion. So deserved. Uh, Florida Panthers being represented by Kachuk and Barkov this weekend so and people excited. want to see ryan come by the spaces you need to make more appearances ryan yeah, yeah that, turnover chain, that turnover chain is always uh always scooting around so well i'm sure we'll have them in the next episode for sure but okay. like you said kirby i hope you enjoy your uh your once in a lifetime bradard sighting and juniors hockey tomorrow and you uh soak it all in one of a lifetime player you'll be able to see yeah. but thanks david yeah, no problem. And as like I said, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that that segment we had with David. Like I said, we can't mention it enough how thankful we are for having him on here. And like we said, hopefully next time uh, we'll get a lot of stories for the All Star Game and hopefully some wins to start the the rebound or that second half of the season we could call it as the Panthers look to make that push into the playoffs. So Kirby, if you're good, I'm good, my friend. Uh, All good. Enjoy All-Star Weekend, David, and everyone out there. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed. And until next time, as always, go Panthers.